0: 49 is deep in the heart, like in the corner, deep Hurst, going 99. Don't get it One and all time. Taylor,
1: Welcome to the 49er Faithful UK show. The Niners come off the bye week and start the business end of the season with a hard fought 16-22 victory against the LA Chargers. The Niners played some fearsome defense and showed an improving offense, maybe? I'm Gareth Ellis, and I'm joined by Najikua. Hello. Lee Gowland. Hi guys. And Paul Hope.
2: Feels great, baby.
1: (laughs) Good to uh, good to be back, lads. Let's uh, start with the defense. Welcome back. Uh, Welcome back. A defensive return to form, Naji. What did you make of uh, the defensive performance?
0: Yeah, we're good on defense. I think that's that's no secret. Um, Yeah, uh, as we said, you know, during the bye week episode, and as we said during the preview, I think we we really need that defense to be that good, Um, and and they showed it again. yeah, a couple of names I think we need to mention off the bat. Yeah. Welcome back, uh, Jordan Willis. Um, he mm-hmm. played really, really well. I think he made a bit of a difference having him back. Uh, I really like him. I think he's kind of a difference maker. Got um, on his first game back, um, and he was kind of all all over the in the backfield and everything. Um, and obviously half another ceiling play, mm-hmm. and uh, and Fred Warner was was amazing despite us losing Greenlaw. Um, just about half time or thereabouts. Yeah, I they're they're the best defense in the league, I think. Especially when we play like that. Uh they couldn't do anything. So yeah, good good, good, good display by the defense. Lee?
3: Yeah, so I'm gonna pick up uh, a couple of names that um Natchez just missed out there. So Jimmy Ward had
0: quite a good game. Definitely. And um, obviously yeah. so did <laughs> Nick <Ooh>. Bosa. <laughs> uh, the thing with Bosa, right, is I don't think that's good enough. It's not good enough for me. One cycle game is not good enough. I, I kind of expect more, especially for the kind of money he's going to get. Um, and it, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not slanting it or anything. I'll take it. But... I'd like to say a little bit more, two, three So, so you three are sacs.
3: falling into the trap that a lot of people fall into by using sacks as the only metric for no, judging how effective he is.
0: Because he's he also is, not a difference maker. He doesn't spin ah, the game I'll, on its I'll, head. I'll right you, i yeah. mean disagree with I mean, if he did frost the, the, the turnover at the end, he was in his face, and he's disruptive. It's just, I don't know.
3: He's got twenty-five hurries of the quarterback on the season. That's actually six more than the next nearest person too. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's definitely a difference maker. Even he's if he's good. not getting that final sack, he's a difference maker. And I think he is well worth the money that we pay him.
0: Oh no, I'm not saying he's not. Don't get me wrong. I'm. This is nitpicking because this is elite, elite, elite. But uh, I think once again, he's, he's probably not going to end up being all pro because he's. I don't think he's quite there yet. And um, somebody like JJ Watt, uh, sorry TJ Watt, uh, you see what he does to a team. Comes back and and you know he he makes he like he wins the game by himself basically. Uh, boss hasn't quite done that yet. It doesn't need to. That's the thing as well, right? But um, yeah, uh, just just a little more. Just uh, you know, I mean, winning winning football by himself is what, is what I mean. You know where. Uh, he clearly gets the mvp the game ball and, and everything and you just mention his name about 25 times a broadcast which doesn't happen so um, yeah yeah so so well, what
3: did you make of the performance of the defense in the first half because th- there's a lot mentioned on um, on twitter in the game day threads about that last night and well, my personal appear- uh, appearance my personal opinion is there's a lot of knee jerk reaction to the way we were playing because yeah, of obviously the, the Chargers came out like any other team, like we do, and used their scripted players and executed those scripted players quite well, which can make a defence look quite poor when the offence is executing exactly what they should be executing. Um, But then we came out the second half and we did exactly the same as what we did against the Rams.
0: Yeah, I think the first round, two, two mistakes in coverage that allowed them to score and then uh, no, nothing to be worried about. I think we played well all around. What do you think, Paul? Well, first
2: of all, Nadji, I'm impressed that Lee has done his homework because of itching <laughs> to jump in with the Nick Bosa stat about the most hurries on the QB. So, well done for that, Lee. And equally, Nadji, if you love your stats, Bosa was the second highest graded player on PFF on our defence last night. You'll be pleased to know okay. your boy, All Pro Fred, which we'll get into in a minute. But Lee, you're very right there. So sat at home watching the game in the early hours. That first drive from the Chargers was pretty impressive. We can't take anything away from them.
3: Oh, I'm going to take your word for that, Paul. I, <laughs> I, I actually missed that drive.
2: <laughs> well, I didn't want to throw it under the bus, being you know L president here. But th- when I went back today, obviously I had to sleep. I finished work early. I watched the game in forty. That first touchdown, that they scored. Unfortunately, Najee, it looks as if Hufanga got lost in coverage. But like you said, Lee, it was just a one-off play. It was a blown coverage that happens around the NFL. It was nothing to kind of lose sleep over. It wasn't to get too upset about. Now, to give the credit to the people in the game day thread, the point of it is you are watching the game in real time. And we're all emotional. We're all passionate. We all love this game. And obviously, we do the podcasts. We go back and watch the game tape a little bit more in depth than some. But the second half adjustments, gentlemen. I mean, a few weeks ago, people were talking about D'Amico Ryans. Did he have it to be a head coach? And boy, oh boy, that's two weeks in a row now where we've shut the opposition out in the second half. And Martin Hughes, this is where you get your flowers, buddy. Martin dropped a comment, Lee, on the game day thread, which said, chill out, everyone. The 49ers only play good in one half of football. (laughs) And boy, oh boy, did Martin get that right with the defence. So, I mean... The score makes it look a lot closer than what it was, but I was sat at home the second half talking to Jay Peplow, and me and Jay were like not worried at all. There was only one team winning that game last night, and that was the 49ers. I don't know how you three felt, whether I've been a bit too optimistic, Gareth, with my red and gold, rose-tinted glasses that I've been wearing quite a lot since you've been on your holidays, buddy.
1: (laughs) No, I think it was uh, that first drive was a little bit uncomfortable, but we've seen that happen before. What I was hugely impressed with is that the Chargers had some short fields, we're doing well and, and had to settle for three more field goals out the first half because we were able to shut them down in the red zone. Uh, and that's that's what I think won us the game, that defensive performance, not just in the second half, shutting them out, but limiting them to the field goals in the first half. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised you were you were picking holes at Nagy. I, I was what uh, uh, Bosa, Nadji. I was watching him just thinking this guy is is causing problems every single play. It might not appear on the stats, but he's just disrupting and getting in the way and causing problems every single play. So, uh, yeah, it would probably be great to see a few more uh, sacks, but um, I'm very pleased and think he's uh, going to be a, a good value for money.
0: Um, I, just think I, just, I just think it's an expectation versus reality thing, isn't it? I just I want him to be the number one defender. I want him to want hmm. to win DPOI every year, but he's, I don't think he's quite there yet. That's thats thats all. i have really nitpicking at, you know, Clinton and Astros there. Yeah, he's, uh, I love him, he's amazing, don't get me wrong. I just, you know, just a, yeah. a little bit more.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, to clarify what you were saying, Najib, the fact that we've got to know each other well over these last couple of years. I know you're playing devil's advocate, and like you said, you're looking at him those higher standards, but on my notes last night, Gareth, that sack that Bosa did get the one he got. It was huge. Mm. You know, Herbert was literally about to pull the trigger. He was out the pocket. Bosa hunted him down. And I just think, as well, Nadji it elevates everyone around him because I think Charlie Boy, come on, Lee, you can help me up with the surname. I can never pronounce Anywho. it. Anywho, I thought he had a great game last night. Yeah, and he I think did. That very shows well. that if the, the teams are going after Bosa a little bit, it frees mm. it up for somebody else. And, you know, that second half, we only allowed the Chargers to 52 yards of offense. And let's face it, Justin Herbert started the game well. So if you said to someone at halftime, Najee, that, that your boy from Oregon was only going to have that in the second half, I don't think many people would have believed you at that point.
3: So I'm glad you think that who uh, had a good game because I did as well. And yeah. I was quite surprised to find out he was our third lowest graded player on defence.
0: Well, it yeah. just proves how PFF works and efficiency and expectation yeah. and all that kind of thing. It's just... Those kind of stats really don't tell well, the, the well, whole story. De-
3: definitely, because there's another stat that's on the offensive side of the, yeah, uh, so the ball. <laughs> so that, that, that'll surprise everybody. Yeah. I mean, Mike yeah. McClinchy was our sixth uh, highest rated um, yeah. offensive player. And he stunk the players up last night. Apart from the yeah. first quarter, give him his due. He actually started out quite well in the first quarter, but then rapidly deteriorated. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so back on defense, though. Because yep. you know, <laughs> <on defense>. yep. <laughs> <laughs> good to have Arsh- it's good to have our Shahir back. Um, he just he's not the difference maker the whole game, but he'll he'll have his good plays here and there. And it's it's kind of nice to have him back. He's really good. Um, should we talk about the Greeno ejection? It was Brickley. ridiculous. It was a ridiculous, was ridiculous. decision. I mean, the, the flag one hundred percent. You know, um, don't really like the tackle. Not a big fan. Although you know. Justin's falling, so it's it's hard for him to... You're just leading with his head. Just don't lead with your head. It's that simple. But yeah, I don't understand why he got ejected, though. That's mm-hmm. insane. I, I, think think it's,
1: it's yeah, I think the penalty is fine. Yeah, the penalty is fine. Leading the penalty is fine, but I think the ejection, there wasn't any intent there. No. Um, and in some respects, I think it's good. They were obviously clamping down as hard as they can on the kind of head-to-head contacts. Um, yeah. So in some respects... Uh, I agree with taking a hard line on it, but uh, I think he was unfortunate, and it, it doesn't really reflect on, on Greenlaw as a player. I think getting an ejection, an usually ejection is for, you know, violent conduct and, and doing something yeah. stupid and putting hands in people's faces. Um, I don't think he uh, should feel too bad about that. It was unfortunate, I think, but
0: uh, I just hope he doesn't get suspended uh, any length of time because of it. Uh, he's definitely going to get a hefty fine, I would imagine. Um, but I hope he doesn't miss the the Cardinals game or or whatever because of it.
3: I'm not entirely sure he will, you know, because of the amount of people, the amount of analysts, the amount of people around the NFL who've all turned around and defended Greenlaw to say he shouldn't have been ejected. Yes, it was a flag, but he shouldn't. Oh, have it'll been just
0: it'll just it'll just get the fine because of because of the the hit. It, they always get fine for that yeah. kind of stuff.
2: I think you're right, Gareth. I think it's basically a reaction to what happened to Tua earlier in the season and they're probably just being a bit cautious. But I think you're right, Nadji. It wasn't an ejection. It was a penalty. I don't think anybody on the game day thread said it wasn't a penalty. But luckily, it didn't impact on us. And after we went off, I think Fred kind of stepped up a little bit more. Yeah, he did. We saw Fred become the menace. We know he can be. And he was... That mantra that the defence had, that swarm motto, that D'Amico Pratt, Preaches, I think it showed, didn't it? I mean, I said "Laid that Charles had a good game because sometimes it doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but the pressure we got on the quarterback last night was unbelievable. And the fact that Willis, Charles, Bosa all got a sack each. And Warner, it oh, was so close, wasn't he? Andy? That one when he was chasing him out of the pocket. Yes. And then he got his... I thought he was going to actually just take the ball out with his hand at one point. So I think it just goes to show that even when we lose pieces on the defence, someone else comes in and hopefully, like you said we don't lose Greenlaw for the Cardinals game. Yeah.
1: Anything else to pick up on the defensive side, lads? Um, I just
0: wanted to mention Hyder as well. I think he's, uh, that's a, maybe his best game of the season. And uh, and it's it's pretty good. It, it's a bad time because we still don't have Armstead or Kinlaw back. Um, so we, we need those guys to play a, a good level. And they played really well last night. So
3: So yeah. unsurprisingly, Haider was also in the bottom five of the lowest created players on defence.
0: Mm-hmm. I do better, you know, I don't, whatever. Yeah. I don't. I mean, Tfh. I completely
3: agree with you. I, I thought Haider had a really good game. So I'm, yeah. I'm quite surprised to see some of the players who who are in that bottom five.
2: Yeah. I think, as well, before you move on, Gareth, I think Shanahan was right to choose the defence to close out the game last night. And I yeah, think there was a couple agreed. of people, I think a few people on the game day thread were wanting Carl to be a bit more aggressive, but.
0: You yeah, get you don't this, need to.
2: Yeah, I was just about to say, you get in this game and you start appreciating the love of the defence and the fact that we owned them in the second half. I was quite pleased that we put the, the defence, well, the game in the hands of the defence, so that's all I wanted to say yeah. before we move on to Mom- the offensive moment, side of the ball.
0: Getting stuffed on fourth down on the goal line is such a momentum shifter. You, you don't want to put down, that, that, that would have gone very wrong. <laughs> Look what happens well, to the Bills.
2: We, I was going to say we saw it in the Bills Vikings, funnily enough, just popped out tonight and I bumped into a Vikings fan. I had my Niners hat on, he was chatting to me about the game and that's what we talked about. We were talking about Jimmy G's sneak, QB sneak ability and he was saying he thought that the Vikings had lost that game. I mean, what Josh Allen was, was thinking, I don't know, but just goes to show you, we take things like that for granted with Jimmy, which leads us nicely, I think, Gareth, into the offensive side of the ball.
1: It does. Thank you, Paul. Very smooth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so uh, onto offence. Uh, I've got a couple of statements I think I'm going to make to start that off. I think uh, sure. Jimmy had a better game than Herbert. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. I think he that did. was Jimmy's, Jimmy's best game of the season, and I think that had some of Jimmy's best throws of his career. Yeah, that that's called, I agree with that. Yeah, that 36 that's... yarder to McLeod, that's the, yeah. the throw we've been waiting for years to see from Jimmy. It's that's the one usually or has in the past seen intercepted, um, and that so, was so. Interestingly,
3: Gareth, that that side of the field where he threw that pass is historically the weakest side of the field for Jimmy.
0: Yeah, yeah. When he when he started scrambling, I wasn't. I wasn't very. Uh, I mean, I knew the confident. score. So, yeah, I wasn't very confident at all. <laughs>
1: so, uh, are we all uh, getting on the Jimmy train now for the rest of the season? Absolutely not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Feels not. great, baby. But he's uh,
1: he's doing what we want. He's beginning to eliminate the mistakes and, and yes. make a few throws. There's there's always a poor throw, but he's. Well, the, I thought he, he had a, a really good game and, and ran the game very well. I in the right. he too. I, can I ask gonna,
0: a question? I'm going to jump again. in with two feet then because I <laughs> I thought him. he had a horrible game. I really don't think he played well at all. I, I think he had five or six amazing throws. And that's about it. He, I I've, I've seen hospital balls that we used to see to Debo on the side. I can recall one to McCaffrey that <laughs> almost got him hit before he even landed. I I missed passes. The one to Ayuk in the end zone is slightly behind. Uh, it, Ayuk should have caught it, but it's still slightly behind. That should have been a touchdown. Um, I no, I wasn't impressed. We were in third down, and he converted first down because of him missing throws. Um. And he got bailed by Jawan Jennings a couple of times. That throw to to Jennings um, that was anticipated was really good, but I I generally don't think he played a good game. And score tells the story. We scored twenty two points. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't think he played well at all. He had very good throws, some very good throws at clutch moments, but overall, as a as a game, I I just I no, I'm not. I don't see it. I, can't,
3: all. I completely agree with you, Gareth. I, <laughs> I thought I thought was, he had a wonderful game. I, th- I think the last two I games he's it. played, yeah. he's played at a level that he hasn't played since 2017 when he first started th- those first five games.
0: He was miles um, away from the games from the Rams. 21 to 25 and 19 to 28 is a very different story. No touchdowns. Uh, I didn't
3: didn't say there were two similar games. I said the last two games have been some of the best games he's played. uh, There's a difference there.
0: I mean, if the measure is that he doesn't throw picks, then yeah, he's had a good game, I guess. But in terms of quarterbacking, Justin Herbert was lights better. The throws that Herbert had to make to to keep his team in the game were much better than what Jimmy had to do. I disagree. Apart from the pick, so, so the obviously. throws
3: that Herbert was making was 2 wide open receivers.
0: Yeah, I didn't see. Well, I don't think we saw the same game. I literally just watched it, and um, that's that's what I came down with. But to be you fair, got vote.
2: Well, I was going to say to be fair, to Nadji. We know his love of Justin Herbert and the start <laughs> Herbert had when he completed those three passes in a row. Nadji, you know for 14, 17, 32 yeah. yards. You did have that sinking feeling. But I'm on the same page as uh, Lee and Gareth. I thought any game where Jimmy doesn't fumble or hit a defender in the hands of the throw is usually a good one. And we talked about it, Nadji, on our bye week show where we remember Jimmy as the backup QB. And like what Lee said, I think some of those throws Jimmy is showing now, he's, he's, he's looking more confident. That one to Ray Ray McLeod. Yeah, if Justin if Justin Herbert throws that one, Nadji, that's or Patrick oh. Holmes throws that one, or Josh Allen throws that one, that's on the great, repeat on ESPN. Oh, um, it's a great throw for sure.
0: It, for the, so, so
3: there was also that anticipatory re- throw as well, and I, I can't remember. It. You've that's mentioned two or,
0: it. A, two or twenty-eight attempts. It, it's not, yeah.
2: Okay. Well, he made multiple impressive sideline throws, and I mean, to be fair, that throw to Ayuk, you could argue it was slightly behind him. Well, Ayuk himself. To be fair to Ayuk, he released a video on his Instagram in the early hours of this morning because I couldn't switch off, where he's taken full ownership and he, it looks like the All-22 angle That's and delicious. it looks like he should have caught that ball, which if that one goes in, that makes the game a lot easier. But I do think Jimmy had a good game, Gareth, to answer your question. So, Neil Watson, me, Lee mm-hmm. and Gareth are back in the fan club, buddy. So, <laughs> Naji is on the outside looking in.
0: Well, That's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool with it.
1: This is the performance I want to see from Jimmy. We know where his, his his level is, and it's just eliminate the mistakes and make those those three or four throws when you when you really need to. Because it's funny, Nadji, you said, "Oh, he had a bad game apart from all the really clutch throws he made." So, uh,
0: yeah, but fair. it's again, it's an expectation thing, isn't it? Yeah. I think after the twenty-one to twenty-five last week, were probably his best game ever. I just we should have won that game by twenty-one, and should have not been. Close and and yeah, it was mostly because he wasn't accurate enough on first on first down and second down when we couldn't run the ball. So, so,
3: so one of the things that we aren't doing here is giving the Chargers' defense credit. Yes, mm-hmm. they were banged up, but they came with a game plan and they executed they that game plan. They did really well at shutting down where our strength is.
0: That's true. Yeah,
2: I was just going to say as well, Lee. I mean, like most other people, I watched Red Zone on Sunday night, Nadji, and I saw Josh Allen struggle. I saw some of the other quarterbacks in the league not hitting. And I know Jimmy had his usual happy feet at times and he looked a little bit unsteady, but there was no jimmy to quote Lee. And the yeah, fact yeah. that he didn't yeah. lose us that game. And I mean, you know, you speak yeah. to a Bill's fans now, Josh Allen lost two in a row. I'm not saying Jimmy's better than Josh. I'm I'm just saying you look around the league and we're getting into that, that time of the season where things like this had up and we've, we've we're sitting here now, Najee, ahead of the Cardinals game, thinking, "Can Jimmy go three games in a row without a turnover? That would be yeah. awesome." You know, that, that would means, be awesome. And we said in the, the show before this one, you know, as long as Jimmy doesn't do anything daft, we run the ball well, we're going to win the game. Yep. And victory. Monday, no, I, I agree. I agree side, with I the, the,
0: you know the the overview and the, the start. And I think we I think we're all on the same page. We just decide to fall on different side of the fence um, when it comes to Jimmy. I just. You know, I don't I don't think that was a good game from an mm. NFL quarterback. But
2: but, it, but if it helps um, you before we move on, I'm fully in the Justin Herbert fan club as well. That first half he played very well night. So, do, good. so he's I so can best. see why your love for that number ten might outweigh anything our number ten does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So
1: uh, running game, first time we saw Mitchell and McCaffrey, what did you make of the two headed beast?
0: I thought it was really well handled by by Kyle, and just put put them two in on the same drive. See who's got the hot hand, and and then carry yeah. on with that guy. I'm a bit surprised that Mitchell got that many carries. I was, I, I said it on the preview that I thought he he would be eased in to make sure the injury isn't you know uh, coming back or creeping back in, and you, you can keep the stamina and play the whole game. But yeah, he was he was lights out, and in the second half, he was much better than McCaffrey was. Uh, as Lee just said, I think the the Chargers defense was on to McCaffrey uh, a little bit and they kind of sussed out when he was in what we were trying to do with him. so uh, But Mitchell was a difference maker. Those long 12 yards, 11 yard run to, to get first down consistently is exactly what you need. 4.9 yards per carry is amazing. But yeah, I like it. I like the fact that Sometimes they're both in. Sometimes it's one. Sometimes the other. And you always have a, a fresh, very good running back. Uh, that's a it's a good problem to have. I like it. Um, I I was expecting a little bit more, but you know, 157 on the ground is is not bad at all.
3: Lee. Yeah, echo exactly what Nancy <laughs> just said. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised how many touches Mitchell got. Um, I wasn't surprised because I thought they would ease him in because I think it was close to a return two weeks ago. Yeah, we decided to wait until after the bye week, so I, I knew we'd be reasonably fit to to go. And yeah, I mean he was averaging four point nine, whereas um, Christian McCaffrey was only averaging two point seven. They definitely knew what we were doing every time. Christian McCaffrey was on the field. So yeah. it, it makes sense that Kyle ran with Mitchell. He's done that in the previous five, six seasons. He always goes with the hot hand at running back. Regardless of who that person is, he'll go with the hot hand. And I think that is that is actually one of his strengths. He won't bow down to a star player and continually yeah. give them the ball needlessly just to stroke their ego. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I was happy with our run. Well, I wasn't happy with our run game because we didn't get 225 yards on the ground. (laughs) So I was a little bit disappointed with 157, um, which seems funny saying that. But uh, I thought we might have been able to to actually gash them for at least 200 yards on the ground. Um, But overall, we did what we needed to do. We controlled the game because we were running the ball so well. Um, We obviously won the uh, time of possession battle. And when you do that and you don't commit any turnovers, then you've got a very good chance of winning the game, which is what we did. So I think, I mean, we all know this. I'm I'm teaching you how to suck eggs here. But we we all know the the run game is our strength. It's our bread and butter. Um, We'll continue to do it. And as long as we continue to do well, I, I can't see why we can't go out and win all the games. Pool.
2: Yeah, it's like what the gents have said Gareth, we said it in the, the Preview show, it was no secret Like Lee just said there, the best chance at succeeding Was to exploit the poor charges Russian defence, and as well as they did In the first half, that second half Was just 49ers smashed mouth football We ran the ball, we ran the ball again What I liked, Gareth, is the fact that CMC struggled It meant Mitchell could come in, and I think Earlier in the season, if one of our running backs Struggled, we probably struggled to get anything Going and it just yep. shows that defence is now, oh, CMC's had quite a quiet game. And like Lee said there, we're disappointed at 157 yards. But you mix in Jimmy's 240 yards, it just soon it's the recipe of a Kyle Shanahan hot offence of how are you're going to win the game. But I did think that Christian McCaffrey was a good outlet, outlet for Jimmy. I think there was a couple of slant throws that I thought you'd be happy with Najee where Jimmy just got the yep. check down and he got the ball out. And I love that CMC ran that one in from a couple of yards out. It just showed that the grit in this team, we said it in the last game, Gareth, everybody knew where that ball was going, but it's on defences to stop that. And I think you'll agree with me, Naji, when you can do that to an opposing team, it kind of takes a little bit of their soul and it kind of stamps a message, it does. doesn't it, that we're running this ball in and we're scoring. I was quite happy to see Debo Samuel mixed in. He was getting about 6.8 yards a carry. I like the fact that you've just said there, Lee, Carl Shanahan doesn't care whether you're called CMC, Mitchell, Debo. If he calls your number and you're running that ball well, he's going to keep putting the ball in your hands. And long mate, continue, gents.
3: Oh, I like the way you put that, Paul. He was getting about six point eight yards per carry. <laughs> that seems exactly. pretty precise to me. Yeah, six point eight.
2: Well, you know, I'm I'm fairly new Wallace. this. I'm trying not to just go off the stats like you said, Nadji, and but that that's what it says here. And I've tried to do a bit more homework. I think. Previously, I used to come on these pods and not know as much as you, gents. So I do try to keep up, and you've all been doing your homework. You've all been mixing the stats, in, I've noticed over the last couple of weeks. So it's very impressive, gentlemen.
1: Yeah, well, I was. Uh, well, I was pleased to see us commit to the run game throughout four quarters because we know that's what we need to do. And a couple of times this season, we've sort of shied away from that, I think, when the run game hasn't perhaps been working. So it was good to see us just stick with it and grind out some uh, hard yards. Uh, Also, through the air, Jennings had a good game. Also, Ayuk um, had a good game. Uh, Once
3: again, he's just getting all the hard yards in the middle of the field. So yeah. I actually thought Ayuk had a little bit of an indifferent game. Mm. Yes, I mean he did end up with the um, eighty-four yards, uh, six receptions, and seven targets. About yeah, about. About, <laughs> um, but he also had a drop pass which could have gone for a touchdown had he caught yeah. it, and he had the fumble at the end of the first quarter as well.
0: Yeah, that one was a killer. But yeah. I think, but, I think the
1: fact but, was unfortunate for him. It was just that you know helmet comes to the ball and it's. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel you but, know it wasn't like he hadn't secured it, so it's a tough one.
0: If if you remember the this season, we Debo did exactly the same against the Bears and we lost that game. Um, and then Kittle did exactly the same against the Broncos and we lost that game. Yeah. So I think there's you know this growth here, which is good. So basically the same blueprint. Uh, you get a big gain and fumble and then you get them the ball and you score a field goal and a ten 0 up. It's a bit. I think that game six weeks ago we probably lose it. Um, so I'm glad to see that has not riled up the team and yeah, it's a shame but it happens it's not you know it's not the end of, that's what you get with yak these guys are running so the ball isn't quite as secure as it yeah. needs to be um it happens but yeah happy to see uh jj third down back um that's that's good to see after his because the last time we saw him on the field was a that stupid uh out of bound penalty against uh i can't remember against falcons wasn't it um, so yeah, um, more of that, Jowan, please. And uh, so let's, interestingly,
3: Jowan Jennings has the uh, the highest separation of all the receivers on the 49ers roster.
0: Yeah, oh, he was wide open when he was too
3: Yeah. Mm.
0: To back to my point that Jimmy didn't have a good game,
3: but
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, Jimmy was kept uh, fairly clean by by the O line. Do you think yeah. we we uh, won that battle on the trenches on our side as well as the defensive side?
0: I think so. Well, apart it, from the the Mac McGlinchy battle, which so, so was I was just about
3: of. to mention yeah. <laughs> so the one sack that they did get went through uh, Mike McGlinchey, who who was a bit of a revol- a revolving door from pretty much the start of the second quarter all the way until the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, it didn't play very well. Hey, even on that goal line at the end trying to run, it just Kind of let people through to allow tackling McCaffrey and all that. And and he almost
3: uh, looked surprised when he turned around. And so charges defender going around the back of him.
0: And even if you watch the uh, the Debo, I think it was like 3rd and 17 or 3rd and 20, something like that, and we uh, we do a screen to Debo. And he looks completely lost uh, trying to go Mm. and find somebody to block. And if he actually goes and blocks the corner, I think Debo might get the twenty yards. I mean, it's a long shot, I know, but he just kind of just whiff on somebody and then whiff on somebody and then he just looks completely lost. It's yeah. It's a pretty funny play to to go and watch back if you I think you the writing's right
3: on, on the wall for Mike McGlinchey
0: Yeah, Not- but the problem is are we are we really <laughs> I kind of wanna keep him because we know what we get and do we are we what are we going to do? Draft the right tackle and then we have uh an O line that's, like, that's not kids. even allowed to drink at this point. It's so young, apart from Trent Williams. So I don't know. I think let's see. Let's see if Banks and Burford and Brendel can, you know, really cement a good O line for another year, and then maybe we can try and take a pun somebody. I mean, we might draft a right tackle, and he won't play next year. Um, but I, uh, unless we trade for somebody that's established and good, I think I'd rather. I'd rather keep him. Yeah, but free agents are expensive, especially right tackles. We, you know, I don't
1: know. We've, uh, we've got a few other people on the roster Colton McKibbitts. I thought Daniel Brunskill yeah. had a good game. I don't know if yeah, Brunskill good. The analysis where he picked up the blitz and managed to get enough of yeah. two pass rushers for Jimmy to get that ball out to Ayuk to, to set up the first and goal.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah but he's, a, I don't know if he's a good right tackle, though. Uh, very different them playing guard
1: centre. We have got a, a bunch of these guys in the uh, on the sidelines who are quite versatile in where they've played. Because I think Brunsville has played right tackle for us before.
0: He has, yeah, when uh, McGlincher was hurt last year.
2: See, I think the issue, Gareth, is because Aaron Banks is playing so well and he's yet to give up a sack or allow anyone to hit his quarterback on 296 pass-blocking opportunities. It highlights like what Nadja was saying earlier about Nick Bosa, because teams are focusing on McGlinchey and it's showing. I think the defensive mm-hmm. line was relatively unexceptional in a way. Trent Williams was Trent Williams and looked great for me. But I think Aaron Banks and Adji this time last year, I think most people wanted rid of him. And it just goes to yeah. show you sometimes what the coaching staff can do behind the scenes. And That's maybe, true. Gareth, there is someone they've got hidden away. Who knows? But like Lee said, McGlinchey is looking a bit of a worry and it's starting to creep in. And I'm seeing a lot of it on social media. I've seen a lot of it today about, you know, getting rid of McGlinchey and getting a new right tackle in there. But they only allowed one sack. And to be fair, Jimmy didn't really have to face a lot of heavy pressure, Gareth. So that's, mm. I suppose, all you can ask your O-line to do in any given Sunday.
1: And, and grind out enough yards in the run game. So,
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I thought it was, a, it was an overall good performance. Anything else on the uh, game, lads, before we move on?
0: Uh, Where's Josh Kill Again, um, that's, you know, two targets one catch for 21 yards it was a good it was a good catch a good throw on, on third and whatever it was um, but we've got, we've got yeah,
1: two so it's got to be shared out is not it yeah, I, I think you know you're but
0: right. two targets is just not that's not that's not very good yeah it was very... getting involved where are we you know we're paying this guy a lot of money yeah. Um I don't know it, it, I think that's the thing we've we're going to have to find a way to feed everybody somehow you know, mm. I, I no maybe not every game, but when was when was the last game? Josh Kiro had a good game. You know, it's starting to amount to the. Uh, I mean, we are playing the Cardinals is usually good against the Cardinals, so uh, maybe then I guess. There was a play
2: last night, Gareth, where I think it typifies what Nadji's saying. Where um, I think Kittle was out in front blocking for Debo, and I think yeah. Kittle enjoys that Nadji as much as. No, Gareth. I know. Yeah, you're I right. Know. He was pretty invisible to be fair last night. Um, it was third and long for the 21 yards, but. I'd, maybe the the game plan just wasn't there for them last night. And actually, I don't
0: know. Maybe, maybe it was just all on the run. I mean, game. He, he did have Darwin James on him all night, which is not mm. not easy to overcome. He's he's a pretty good player. So
1: fantastic! Um, public service announcement: the supporters club event. Over to you, Paul. Yes.
2: Yeah, so for those people that may not know, and I have been very vocal <laughs> about it on social media. <laughs> I had a, a gentle message from Gary Thorpe earlier, Gareth, that made me panic. I thought, and my tweets not going out? Because he dropped a, a message in the admin group chat saying, um, are we promoting this? But as Nadji pointed out, maybe the sarcasm was lost on me. But tomorrow night, we are hosting the 49ers Supporters Club live. It goes at 8 o'clock UK time on the Supporters Club. So
0: that's we... Tuesday, Tuesday the 15th oh, at 8, because this podcast yeah. might be coming yeah. out. God knows when. Yeah, so
2: um, t- Tuesday, the 15th of <laughs> November at 8 o'clock. So every Tuesday, Gareth, the Supporters Club goes live with a new host, basically, and they discuss the game, they look forward to what's happening the week after. And we've been lucky enough to be given this opportunity by the organisation. You do have to be a member of the Supporters Club. And at the moment, there is a promo code, live underscore faithful, which gets you $25 off your first year's membership. We have tweeted the link out, but if anybody does want to join the club and doesn't have the link, if you hit me or any of you three fine gentlemen up on your DMs, we'll be more than happy to send the link out. And it would be great for people to join us because, like you've just reminded me then, Naji we normally pre-record these, then you are yeah. Lee Edison them, <laughs> and they drop a couple of yeah. days later, where this is going to be live. So you're going to get to watch us four on a screen, talking mm-hmm. about football, Gareth asked Lee a question, Lena answered answer the question, me and Nadji might agree, might disagree.
3: So I'll be honest, Paul. We should have really done this on the uh, the preview show for the Chargers game, because this pod won't drop until the day after the we day do after. the uh, show. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if you're listening, it. You it, if you remember, it's still on the. It, you can watch it back. It's still on the on the website on the supporters website. So go and check it out. It would have been yesterday, I guess, if we are projecting ourselves in the future yeah um and uh yeah go and check it out and uh, if you have watched it live thank you and uh, let us know how it went just drop some comments tell us uh, if we were amazing or not uh if you want to see more of us or not and uh, all that kind of stuff
1: great stuff so i think that's it uh it's a good week and the seahawks and rams both lost so uh, it's looking good uh in our division position Uh, moving into the uh, business end of the season so thank you gentlemen and thanks to everyone who listens to the show don't forget you can like subscribe share and comment wherever you get your podcasts next week the Niners are heading south for a Mexico City matchup against the Cardinals we'll be back later in the week to predict exactly how that game will go until then go go Niners
3: Bang bang nan again Love The
0: San Francisco 49 is deep in the heart like Joe Montana in the corner deep clock cares and hurts stiff forearm 99 don't get it twisted want it all
2: with prime time John Teller Jerry Rice down the side